This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 126. Wasn't that a wonderful testimony from, um, is it Mrs. Amaka now or Sister Amaka? Did you hear that testimony this morning? That was awesome. Her dead, a child electrocuted, dead, came back to life. Well, give God praise, church. Give God praise. That testimony is, is just awesome. Let's turn to Psalm 126. We're going to be sharing on the topic, turning your pain into praise. Turning your pain into praise. I thought uh, Sister Maka just did that this morning. Her testimony is already a message. How do you turn your pain into praise? Verse 1 of Psalm 126 says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his shifts with him. Well, in verse 1, the Bible says, When the Lord turned again, that means he's done it before. Many times when we come into a difficult season of life, or we come into some slow time, some challenging things, some problems that are long-term problems, it's very easy to forget the victories of yesterday. Hallelujah. It's very easy for you to be so focused on the present problem. It could be financial, it could be material, it could be health, it could be a delay in one area of life or the other. You can be so focused on that that you forget the victories of yesterday. When the Lord turned again, the writer is saying that God had done something for me before and is doing it again. Your past victories are a reminder of his faithfulness today. Your past victories are a reminder of God's faithfulness today. If we take a case in point like Sister Amaka's testimony this morning, you know, as great as that testimony is, human beings being who we are, you can come to another situation where you need God to intervene. And you start thinking, ha, God, move now. God, why are you so slow? That's why Psalm 136 is very important. The whole of Psalm 136, if you read it, is a reminder of what God did for Israel. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy, endure it forever. 
and that for his mercy endureth forever is repeated and repeated. And the, 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 the psalmist went into great detail to remind us of what God did before, how he made the heavens and the earth, the sun and his moon because of his mercy, how he, did, he brought them out of the land of Egypt because of his mercy, and all the things that God did for them, how he smote great kings because of his mercy. What I want to say to you, child of God, this morning is that the past victories, I'm sure there's nobody here who has not experienced a victory in God before. If it was not for God, if it was not for the mercy of God, none of us would be here today. The devil gave you that small disease. He actually meant to kill you. The devil gave you that little accident. He actually meant to destroy you. Child of God, I want to say to you, as you begin to go back in your mind's eye and begin to say to yourself, you, you need to remember what God did before. You need to go back. Is there anybody who can say, there was a season in my life, I didn't think I would make it, but by the grace of God, I'm here this morning. Is there a, a witness to this word of the Lord today? There was a season in my life, if not for God, I don't think I will make it. And you made it, and you are here by the grace of God this morning. When you are going through another season, you need to remind yourself and say, the God that brought me out before is still going to do it again. When the Lord turned again the captivity, you came out of that thing not by your own power, not by your own might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And and I'm here to announce to you the Lord that brought you out of bankruptcy into prosperity, out of destruction into increase, out of failure into success. That God is not dead and his loving kindness has never wavered. His loving kindness is also towards you. And in this month of June, I want to say to you by the grace of God, no matter what the enemy is throwing at you, no matter what he's doing in your neighborhood, the mercy of God that kept you in the beginning of this year, we continue to keep you as you go forward. When the Lord turned again, what the Father did before, He's going to do it again. I said what He did before, He's going to do it again. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. I want to say to a child of God, the mercy that brought us this far is going to keep us to the end of this year. The mercy that put food on your table is going to pay your children's school fees. The mercy that paid your children's school fees is going to see that you're going out and coming is preserved. The mercy that kept you going out and coming is going to make sure that your project is not abandoned. That you finish that project. That you finish that house. He's going to make sure that your business is rising in the midst of a recession. In the midst of challenges, you keep going from glory to glory as those that come to Zion. If you believe that, give him praise and give him glory in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Glory to God. The enemy always tries to remind us I mean, when I, I was following that testimony just before I came out, I thought, wow. This is why people build memorials. God told them, build a memorial. Something to remind yourself that you are at this point in your life. And God brought you back. I say, and God brought you back. And God brought you back. Every time the devil tells you, well, maybe God will not do it this time. You can laugh about it. I say, he did it before. He turned the captivity again. And he's going to do it again in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. All of creation 
will obey the word of God spoken in faith by the believer. All of creation will obey the word of God spoken in faith by the believer. If you go to Matthew 8, there's a story there of a, uh, of a centurion from verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. I mean, is that, is that not a good answer to prayer? Jesus is looking at you, koro, koro, you, you were able to get audience with Jesus. He said, my servant is seriously tormented with the palsy. And Jesus gives you a yes. He said, yes, I'm coming to your house. I am coming to your house. But let's see what this guy does. Verse 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, and I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Ah. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I saw to this man, go and he goeth, and to another, come and he cometh. And to my servant, do this and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. It reminds me of uh, Romans 10, uh, which we can summarize. Uh, it says, the righteousness which is of faith does not say who will go, uh, go to heaven to bring Jesus down or who will go into the deep to bring him up. He said, but the word is in thy mouth and in thy heart the word of faith which we preach. This man, Jesus said, I'm coming to your house. Dikimayu, Jesus said, I'm coming to your house. Is that not the time to celebrate? Call all the neighbors. We're about to host the king of kings in our house. The man said, don't bother. Your word is as powerful as your person. This guy, we need to salute this guy. Because there are not many people sitting here this morning. If Jesus says visiting, who say, Jesus, don't worry. Just speak. Who say, eh, speak, but you can still come now. <laughs> Jesus, I know you and your word I want to speak, but you still come. We would like, I mean, it would be an honor for you to sit in our chair. In fact, that chair will become an idol when Jesus leaves. Anytime you have a need, you go and sit in the chair that Jesus sat. This is where Jesus sat. Oh, God, oh. You call neighbors. Do you want to sit where Jesus sat? You can even be collecting small, small offering from it. <laughs> Modern Christianity. The chair Jesus sat will become an idol. It will become another place of worship. This man said, Your word is as powerful as you. Jesus is the word. John 1.1 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life, the light of men. 
So Jesus is the word. He sent his word and he healed them. As far as the centurion was concerned, Jesus sent an SMS. Just say, I'm coming to visit. Just send an SMS. Send a WhatsApp message. If Jesus sends an SMS, it's as good as if he came. There was a sister who came the other day. She said, well, she got a job and she was traveling abroad, blah, 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 blah. The people did not visit her physically. They sent a letter. Have you? She believed that letter. Bought a plane ticket. Got a visa. She's planning to leave. Does she know them before? Many of you got on a plane from Kaduna to Lagos. They say, we are going to be arriving at so-so time in one hour's time. Do you know if the pilot is well? Do you know if he has a problem? Yet you call your people in Lagos, pick me up in one hour. Whose word are you banking your life on? The word of that pilot. Maybe he just took a little bit of, uh, you know, that thing, that morning. Yet you call people in Lagos, I will be arriving in one hour's time. On whose word? On the word of a man. Your employer says you are going to get paid at the end of the month. You don't argue about that. You say, okay, you start planning. I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. But this is the word of man. But we are talking about the word of the living God. Jesus is that word personified. It was the word made flesh. I want to say to you, child of God, this morning, everything God has spoken concerning you cannot fail because Jesus cannot fail. I said Jesus cannot fail. I said, Jesus cannot fail. I said, Jesus cannot fail. Himself and his word, they are one. When you are standing, believing for something, and you are speaking the word of God in that situation, many people say, is it just, is it, is it, is it just the word of God will be speaking? Where is that woman, self? the Amaka woman? I hope I'm calling her name right. Where is the daughter? Help me to preach this message. Because the best message is the testimony. So when, when your daughter died, were you not afraid? You were honestly afraid. But you took the word of God. When her teeth closed and her eye rolled back and she was dead and they put a corpse in your car. Right? You kept pleading the blood. You kept declaring the word of the Lord. And then what happened? Before you go to the hospital, she sneezed and came back to life. If you don't clap, you will never clap. Oh. Even me, I'm clapping because I like the faith of that woman. I like the faith of that woman. I like the faith of that woman. I say I like the faith of that woman. Did you look for anointing oil? Her faith was in the word of God. Her faith was what? In the word of Jesus was not there physically, but Jesus was there in his word. Amaka? Who is Amaka now? What's your own name, sweetheart? Mercy. Blessing. How does it feel to be back to life? 
You didn't know where you went. Child, listen to me. The world will work for whosoever. It doesn't matter if you are tall, you are short, you are educated, you are not educated, you are living in a one-room room, you are living in a mansion, the world will work for whosoever. The blood of Jesus will work for whosoever. The enemy cannot disturb the word of God. The enemy cannot make the word of God fail. So whatever you are going through this morning, child of God, I'm saying to you, the word of God is enough. The centurion said, speak the word only. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. To die your business, speak the the word only to that situation speak the word only and i want to say to you the god that did it for her is going to do it for you you will live and not die you will you will live and not die you will declare the word of the lord do i have a witness in this house this morning can somebody give the lord a big shout of hallelujah a big shout of hallelujah a big shout of hallelujah Me, I'm a child when it comes to God. When you were testifying in my office, I got up and I started running up and down. Because I love a real God. I was running like a child in my office. I was running. I said, God, thank you. You have proven again that you will never fail. When you are like that, God will keep showing up for you. Is there a witness in the house of the Lord? Somebody give him praise and give him glory in the house of God. Please be seated. So, Sister Maka and Sister Blessing. When next the devil tells you, you will not get it this time. You can say, devil, you are not the one that raised me from the dead. You are not the one that helped me when I was in trouble. All of us here can look at something in our life. Listen to me, left to the devil, you won't have made it to this world. You will have died at birth. But God makes sure you were born. He wrote a book about you before you came. He saw you through your primary education, your secondary education. Many times the devil planned against you, but God kept keeping you. And if his mercy kept you all through, I want to say there's enough mercy for your tomorrow. You will not fail because God cannot fail. I want to announce to a child of God, the God that kept you from from the beginning of time, took you through the Red Sea of life, took you to the child. Oh! God, help us, help us, help us, help me, Lord. Sometimes you have to slap yourself and wake up. Satan, Satan is an accuser, he's a tyrant, he's, he will just be telling you that. Is happening around you. This one no go. This one no go. This one fail. But remind him all the places you've been, how God lifted you from those things. May God teach us humility. Oh. Did you hear what I said? What I love is the simplicity of that woman's faith. Psalm 119162 says, I rejoice as thy word, as one that findeth great spoil. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Hallelujah. The word of God is more treasure than money. It's more treasure than houses. It's more treasure than diamond. You know why? Because the word of God is Jesus. John G. Lake was sharing a testimony of a man, a very, a very dear brother. He said often when they are praying, you will see the man hugging his Bible and kissing his Bible. So he will open his eyes and look. Ah, why is this man hugging and kissing his Bible? You know why? 
that word of God is Jesus. And I think we need to treat the word of the Lord more respectfully. If he has said it, if a simple letter, do you know you can get a federal appointment even before the news comes out. Somebody in a high place may send you a text and say you have been selected as the minister of fill in the blank yourself. Do you know the, the moment you are they, they, get, they get that text, if the person that said it is reliable, you can start telling people. Congratulatory messages will start coming. They did not see the text. The letter has not come out. The announcement has not been made. But people will be calling you. But everything God said to us, even before Jesus paid the price of redemption, he said, forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. When heaven has gasseted, when heaven has documented your promotion, when heaven has made it into a law that what they've done for you is done, I want to say to you, there's no court on the earth, there's no principality on the earth that can undo what heaven has done. The biggest treasure we have is that word of God. And that word of God is Jesus himself. That's why the, 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 Jesus marveled. Jesus said, wow, I've never seen so great a faith. Because this guy took Jesus back to the book of Genesis when God said, let there be light. God only spoke and creation obeyed him. If you speak the same word of God in faith, creation will obey you. Is somebody hearing what God is saying to me? Is somebody hearing what God is saying? You need to speak that word to your business. You need to speak that word to your going out and coming in. You need to plead that blood faithfully. You need to keep declaring. Even the confession we make here, we make here every Sunday, is a complete, it, it covers basically virtually every area of your life. When you make it part of you, Go and read the passages by yourself. Listen, a lot of people are looking for big drama for God to work for them. But the eyes of the Lord this morning are running to and fro to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are upright towards him. The word of God will work for whosoever. That's why Jesus said, Whosoever shall speak to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things... What are the things? The word of God that you are speaking will come to pass. It will come to pass for you in the name of Jesus. Let's go back to Psalm 126 now. Let's go to verse 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Wow. Let's see what we can do quickly. They that weep it. Sow your precious seed of obedience. In 1 Kings 17, we know the story from verse 8 and 9. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. There was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. And it looked as if the, the, the widow of Zarephath was going to eat her last meal and die with her son. And then the man of God shows up. That man of God 
people will have finished that pastor by now. Why should God send somebody to a widow, for God's sake? Me, I don't, I don't understand God sometimes. The king is there. Won't there be enough food in the king's house? Yes or no? But God chose a widow. I want you to follow me very well. Though. Why did God choose a widow? Because that was her last meal. One of the things people need to understand is this. If God is hungry, he will not tell us. He created everything. Many times we're in need, we're struggling. But friend, that precious seed of obedience must be sown. We are going to make this food and you will not eat and die. When the prophet came and said, go and make something for me first. Anytime you do something first, it's an act of worship. First. Go and make for But God said, I had already commanded her. Sometimes God can command you, but you will not hear well. God commanded her, but when she looked at the account balance, he said, God, uh, go to the next house. Your blessing will not go to the next house in Jesus' name. Sometimes God will put something in your heart to do. When you look at the economic reality, you begin to think, maybe, 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 maybe. And that's how many people stay in poverty. Anything God gives to you that you cannot give away is an idol. See, it's been coming very quiet, but I understand it. It's also an important part of the message. Amen? So, go on. I can tell you it was difficult. Sometimes there's pain in the offering. So those that sow in tears, sometimes sowing, sowing is not, it can be tough. But that's where your survival is. You know, one sister called me from the U.S. one time. Was it during COVID? I don't remember it well again. He said, Pastor, I have a problem. I said, what's your problem? She said she left this country just to make the story short. I think her husband is a lawyer and she's, I don't know what, she, what her own training is. She left with her whole family. They only had money for one ticket when they got their, what do you call that? That time they used to do lottery to go to America. So, but God told her to go and plant a seed huh? to bring the provision in. And she took that seed. Yes. It was a substantial amount of money. She went to a church. It was not even her church. It was more than title. It was not 10%. And suddenly one bank called her husband that they had one thing to recover for Lagos State, blah, 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 blah. They gave the, man, the, the money plenty. That's how they all got to America. So once you go to America, they said it will take her 20-something years to own a house. God told her to plant another seed. She's living in her house now. He said, but pastor, everything is going crazy. I said, why? He said, people started preaching against tithe. 
God gave you 100, you are fighting him for 10%, you well so. So she started not tightening again. And everything became tight. When you climb up, don't remove the ladder that got you there because when you fall, there will be nothing to catch you. I said, sister, you have not told me your problem. In fact, you've told me your answer. You have to go back to what you were doing before. And things are blossoming again. Listen to me. Maybe today you are in the need of a help. Food. You have been assisted. But that's not your destination. Can I get a better amen on that? It is not the will of God that it is always you that will be assisted. The only way you get out of that is as you go. When God puts something in your hand, ask yourself, Father, who can I be a blessing to? You don't have to bring it to church. But God, among my neighbors in this compound, who needs an extra mudu of rice? Who needs an extra mudu of gari? Who, whose school fees, child school fees is not fully paid? Listen to me, everything you do for God is written down. And in the day of remembrance, your book of remembrance will be opened in the name of Jesus. For Mordecai, the Bible says, and the, the book of remembrance was opened. The king was saying, what has been done for the man who did this? I want to say to you, God will come for your book of remembrance. The seeds you have been sowing into people's lives, they are going to speak for you in the day of your need. God will bring you to a wealthy place. God will bless you so much. You won't know what to do. Things will be falling upon you. Compensation will be coming left, right, and center because you are a giver, because you are making sacrifice to better the life of other people. You see a man continually blessed. That's a man who is continually sowing seeds and touching the lives of people. Can I get a better amen in the name of Jesus? Sit for a bit. If I need help, I'm not ashamed. I will take that help. But God wants you to come to a place where you become a blessing to people yourself. It starts with small, small bits. If you cannot share a mudu of gari with somebody, you will not share a bag of gari. It doesn't matter how you fast. Person that cannot give somebody a cup of gari, a cup of rice, Father bless me, if Father give you a bag of rice, you will lock it in the store. When people come and say, there's nothing, even me myself, I've not eaten since three weeks. So start where you are. I said, start where you are. I said, start where you are. We are talking about turning your pain into praise. And finally this morning as I wrap up, you need to bring the sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15. By him therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. Hallelujah. God indwells the praises of his people hallelujah when paul and silas were in that prison in acts uh, 16 when they were in that prison it was dark their backs were bleeding they were in pain they were in pain they were in pain they were in confusion you see the bible says out of the mouth of babes and suckling i see obtained praise that he might steal the avenger but i don't feel like praising god you don't he said enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise you don't have to feel like praising him he doesn't have it, 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 praise is not a feeling praise is sacrifice let us offer the sacrifice which means right now 
if you go by your feeling, you feel like putting hand on your head and start crying. But instead of doing that, you say, God, you've been too good to me. I can look at all your faithfulness for, for, for many, many years. I know what you said. You, it is Jesus speaking. It is Jesus personified. So I choose to believe you. I'm lifting my hand and thanking you. It doesn't look like anything is happening, but I'm praising you. Paul and Silas were in a prison dungeon, but they were praising the Lord. They were giving him praise in that prison dungeon. And the Bible says that suddenly there was an earthquake. You know, the word suddenly has no time. Suddenly can be now. Suddenly can be yesterday. Suddenly can be the next second. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, suddenly there was a sound. Suddenly has no time. Nobody can time your miracle. When you are walking with God, your suddenly can happen as you are sitting in church. A text can come in that can change your life. An alert, a mother of all alerts can happen on your way home. Your suddenly can be suddenly. I say your suddenly will be suddenly. My suddenly will be suddenly. Nobody can hold suddenly from happening. I want to prophesy this week that your suddenly will happen. My suddenly will happen. Suddenly will happen for your sons. Suddenly will happen for your daughters. Everything the enemy has lifted, has limited you. Your suddenly will happen. The devil cannot control suddenly. Suddenly there was a sound. Suddenly there was a sound. There shall be a sound in your house. There shall be a sound of rejoicing in your house. If you believe that, wave your hand and let's give him praise. Let's give him glory in the house of God this morning. Keep those hands up. So remain standing as I pray. Thank you, Father. Just where you are this morning. You know the one, the problem that's been waking you up at 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m.? The one that doesn't allow you to drive, that bothers you the most. Once you lift your hand and say, this problem, you are not bigger than God. I rejoice because Jesus conquered you on the cross of Calvary and Jesus is working for me. I want you to wave your hand and give him some praise. Let me just begin to say, I praise you, Father. I praise you for victory. You did it yesterday. You will do it again. You will turn that captivity again. Give him praise. Let him hear you praise him. Lord, I praise you. Be specific. I praise you that I have victory in this situation. I praise you that I have deliverance over this matter. And if you really believe that, wave that hand. And let's give the Lord three hallelujah shouts that will make the devil mad. Can we go three hallelujah shouts this morning? Hallelujah! 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 Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram, at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.